0: Welcome to Roots of Reality Experiences. I'm joined by Tigran Langman, who is a TikTok influencer with over one million followers, who teaches English to Russian speakers around the world. So, Tigran, thanks for coming on today.
1: Thanks for having me, Ben. So, when did you first get interested in languages? Pretty much ever since I was a kid. I remember listening to foreigners. Uh, as you know, I grew up in a in a church religious environment and we had a lot of foreigners uh, missionaries um, uh, come to Russia and preach and so ever since I was a kid I remember loving listening to their speech which I at that time could not understand and I was like this sounds interesting I wonder how they communicate using these weird words you know because my native my first uh, to Armenian Russian languages I knew those uh, you know mediums those are familiar to me but then I was uh I was just wondering. I, I loved uh, listening to them and uh imagining their world, kind of you know, living there in their world. And um yeah, so that's how it all started for me.
0: All right. So you kind of grew up in an environment then where you had like American missionaries around and yeah. kind of speaking English to you and uh that kind right. of I guess spurred your interest in learning the language yourself exactly exactly yeah i mean it's kind of funny like whenever whenever i think people interact with someone from a different part of the world you do kind of get this exotic vibe from them like oh this person is so interesting because they're living a totally different life um and right. you know you kind of want you kind of wonder like, what is it like to be you you know um,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's yeah yeah that's that's a better way to put it what is it like to be you what is it to speak like you and understand the things that the words you are you guys are using yeah yeah
0: that it's kind of this interesting just human curiosity we have where these people are so much like us but at the same time they're different just a little bit (laughs) yeah uh cool and so why did you decide to become an english language influencer then um i don't feel i feel like there's not the most like common path for influencers a lot of people want to be models or comedians or you know something but you know why that I mean, why? Why?
1: Uh, why influencer, not tutor? Just influencer specific.
0: Well, that too. That's the other aspect. Is because, I mean, you're you're a social media influencer who focuses on like teaching English, and of course, yeah. you could have been any type of influencer, or you could just be an English teacher. So why why did you choose this path?
1: Well, oh, okay. At the time, at the time I started TikTok, I had been tutoring uh, for uh, I think a year or so. And so the reason I started TikTok and social media in general, because I think my third student uh, texted me one day, I'm sorry, I don't want to do classes with you anymore. I was like, uh, okay, totally get it. But could you please give me some feedback so I can, you know, do some uh, sure. self work and improve. And, and one of the things she sent me uh, five five points, I think. And one, among those was uh, this one. She said, uh, you don't exist uh, on social media. You don't teach, you don't give free information you don't help out people with you know language stuff questions grammar and everything i was like hmm interesting and i started doing and doing youtube i started doing youtube uh two years zero results and then tiktok came along i started doing that and i used my all my failures and experiences from youtube took everything to tiktok and it worked slowly but surely so that's uh, that's the reason why i started uh, social media because of uh criticism actually yeah
0: that's interesting. So someone was just wondering like okay, you know, like you're not on social media, like everyone should be on social media today and uh that's kind of just made you think like oh okay, maybe I could do something with that.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: that's how it was. That's how it was. So, you know, when it comes to like getting success on social media platforms, it, it seems like it's you know the more established a platform is the more well-known it is the harder it is to kind of you know blow up on there and get really popular really fast so like how much do you think of you getting on tiktok was like you know tiktok was still kind of the newer app you know how much was it like kind of about timing you think uh also with the content
1: that you're producing that obviously was very popular as well yeah that's a good question actually um so like like you said when, when I started TikTok it was it was pretty fresh uh it was a new thing in Russian speaking space especially so I was actually one of the first one of the first in English influencers uh in the Russian speaking space so I got about 100,000 followers in about a month one month wow. maybe yeah <laughs> I popped off I popped off back then but um that wasn't because my content was good that that okay. was because there was a lot of English influence. So one of the first, and uh, but then my progress, my growth uh, slowed down a little bit because again I was new to content making content creation. I wasn't very good at it. it, it it's 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 slowed down a little bit, and then I started asking myself questions again. Okay, what do I? What happened? Why is this? Why is this happening? What do I do? How do I take my content to the next level? I started studying the art and the science of content creation of videos of interest. Um, uh, how to get people's attention, how to make them watch your video till the end uh retention view, retention, audience retention, something like that. Yeah. And um, yeah. And then my growth again, I, I have now a million, which is again, on TikTok, it's, it's not too much. It's not nothing, nothing too crazy. There's a lot of bloggers with a million. It's a uh, 1 million on, on YouTube is a different story. So with YouTube is a, a lot more diff- difficult now. Um. so yeah but I'm doing my best I'm doing my best I want to grow on, on uh, all platforms so
0: yeah well I mean a million is still pretty ridiculous when you think about it <laughs> a million a million people following you on something is kind of insane so <laughs> yeah Um. Yeah. I suppose I suppose it depends on like how many people are on a platform and then over time as more people get on then that average of being able like the you know having a million followers means more the more people that exist that don't have many followers. Cause then that, you know, I guess that they're the average person and the number of followers they have drops as more people join the platform, I suppose. Um, maybe yeah. there's some aspect of that.
1: That's an interesting uh, way to look
0: at things actually. Cause I just wonder, cause like, you, you know, with Instagram and stuff like that, you know, people aren't, there's not nearly as many people, I feel like getting as many followers as they did when Instagram was still a new platform and but more people are joining Instagram every day, so it seems like the the number that you have means more over time uh because there's so many people that have less followers um like I guess the same thing goes with podcasting a little bit, like there's millions yeah. of podcasts out there, but you know even if you have just a few listeners, like that's more than
1: most podcasts, which have
0: zero so. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I see what I see what you mean. Yeah, that's that's actually a good point. Uh, if you don't stop making content, if you um, if you continue producing content, if you uh continue doing what you're doing, eventually a lot because a lot of people again, not everyone who has a million followers is gonna continue making content. A lot of them quit; they lose motivation. Yep, and there's a lot of reasons. So, but if if you continue, eventually you're gonna be one of those you know big uh influencers on a platform. So yeah. Sure doesn't matter if it means a lot on TikTok or not, eventually you're gonna be, you know, up there with Yeah. Yeah. Big, that's pretty cool. Big guys, so to say. So, yeah. <laughs> big guys. That's right. you up there with Tigran one day. One day kids. It, helps, it helps psychologically too, because when it, when you have eight uh eight hundred thousand followers, say. The difference between uh, somebody who has eight hundred thousand followers and, a, and 1, 000, 000, uh, 1 million followers is actually just, just two hundred thousand followers. Not two. Not not. A, it's not a lot, but psychologically, because there's just one, the, the number is one. It, it says million. Yes, I think it helps you with it helps you with, um, helps you with um, people's trust. Like, yeah. Okay, this, he's got to be legit.
0: Yeah. No, I, I think not. that's exactly right. Because, yeah, if you have those sort of solid numbers that are, you know, are easily recognizable, that just stand out, so that 1M that on a platform looks much better than, oh, I have 999,236, you know, it's like, people are
1: like, oh, <laughs> that's not the same, right? So, <laughs> yeah. I right. remember, I remember, um... I remember, um Uh, I wanted to at some point I wanted to buy promotion for different bloggers and I I remember texting them. uh, Hey, I'm I'm this TikTok creator I have, and at at the time I had uh, a 960,000 followers, I believe, and I believe, uh, I remember thinking, Okay, I wonder what do I what do I write here 900 960 almost a million what do I, you know, for it to sound as cool as possible. (laughs) That was interesting. Yeah, that yes you can
0: kind of got to sell yourself a little bit with that and yeah. um, it's always always challenging, yeah. What what to say? What's the best way of saying it? Um I mean, in life I guess everything's kind of like that to a certain extent. If you're applying for a job, you know, you want to make sure you're writing your resume in a way that's going to make you look good um, and sound good. So, you just kind of have to I mean, I, I guess that's one of the things when you're trying to advertise yourself, you don't want to sell yourself short. You want to be, you know, promoting yourself and making yourself sound as good as possible. So not a, it's right. not a good time to be modest when you're trying to pitch yourself to someone. So, mm-hmm. I agree with you you're totally there. Um, so, you know, what problem did you see with, you know, the, the teaching of the English language uh, in the Russian speaking world that inspired you to, you know, want to do this? Or was this just mostly you just want to help teach people
1: English in general? Okay, so that's where we're going. Okay. So that's a that's a good one. Uh the problem with uh teaching and learning learning English, not just in Russian with Russian speakers, but in the world world in general, is that uh pretty much every in every other area, every other niche, wherever you go, if you want to play tennis, so table t- table tennis, right? If you want to get better at it, what do you do? Practice. Just, you just go and play more, exactly. If you want to ride a bike or whatever you do, swim, uh, do card tricks, solve Rubik's cube. I don't care. You just practice, you go out there and do the thing that you want to get better at. But with English, it's so with languages in general, it's so different. For some reason, the world sees a language learn the language learning process is oh, you have to study grammar, you have to um You have to know all these uh, specific and advanced and hard rules. It's not the case at all. I Actually, I moved to Georgia about four months ago, about four months ago. I started, again, I almost said learning, not learning. I started practicing it. And the way you practice is um, you have to watch, listen to, or do something through that language. I don't, it could be anything. Uh, Talking about interest, stuff that interests you, playing games, watching cartoons, but it has to be easy, simple. Um, You just have to do as, um, as the, the, these things as much as you can. And that's how language gets into your brain, not through grammar, not through, you know, learning all these rules and subtle differences. What's the difference between, home and house. I don't care. What's the difference between like and as? I don't care. You'll get it as you get into practice because, you know, you need to expose yourself to as much practice as you can. And those things will just come naturally. Okay. If some of them don't, all right, you can look up some, okay, what's the difference here? What's this subtle nuance here? You can look those up. But the the perfect ratio that I found is 95% practice, 5% grammar and rules. Technicalities, five, only just five percent. But like people do ninety-five percent grammar, and then okay, maybe I'll you know try to do something with that. Now let's talk. I'm gonna you know find a, a native speaker on iTalk. There's a, not not iTalk. It's a, I think it's iTalk. There's an app called iTalk. For yeah, language. Sure, there's yeah like,
0: various platforms to find people. Yeah,
1: yeah. Wow. But
0: that's so that's interesting to me because I think that you're hitting on something you know really interesting. And also, you know, kind of an issue in the U.S. as well. Um, You know, the way that languages are taught, foreign languages in the U.S., and this is probably an issue in many places, though some countries clearly are doing better than others when it comes to how many people can speak multiple languages. Um, You know, I go across Mm -hmm. Europe, you know, Western Europe, when I was living there in in the Netherlands, you know, everyone spoke English pretty well. And um, that must be a byproduct of how they teach in their education system. Um, But in the U.S., almost nobody can speak a second language when they're learning it through school and the big problem is that as you said you know they're mostly focusing on grammar rules and you know all all these different aspects that could make you a decent writer and reader um, but not very interesting way of learning a language and there's very little speaking practice when you don't speak when you don't practice you're not going to learn much Um, you know it's just you know it's great if you can read something but if you can't speak it that's the most important aspect of having a language skill and mm-hmm. um so i think that's that's really interesting i mean you know obviously the grammar and everything else is important but that's more also important for people that are that are like you know trying to become an academic level speaker of a language when you're just getting started though you just want to learn you know anything you just want to be yeah, uh, you know yeah. just believe that you can actually speak the language in the first place and i think that's what's cool with what you're doing because you're getting people interested in a language that obviously is very important around the world today and um you know while if you were just teaching grammar rules a lot of people would be just like oh this is too hard i'm not gonna do this yeah you know? <laughs> yeah
1: you know, i'm not gonna waste exactly. my time yeah and a lot of people quit yeah because they think a uh, this language is too hard b i'm too stupid for it yeah to, to tell it. yeah yeah neither are true by the way yeah so, long story short basically uh it, it all boils down to um starting to speak the the way we should go about it is you should the way we started speaking our native languages when we were kids i basically replicated that exact same way the exact same experience for english yeah we just enjoyed went through our life doing the things that we are interested in just through this target language or native language in, in, in that case. But that's the hardest part too, because you have to build a, a experience, a path so that it's both easy and fun for complete beginners. That's the hardest part because you can watch a lot of content for beginners on, on the internet, but it's either fun, but difficult, or it's really, really simple, It's yeah. just boring as yeah. hell So that's the challenge I had to uh, overcome to make something that's both fun and simple.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. And also impressive, because it's not like, you know, you weren't growing up your whole life, probably planning on becoming like a TikTok, you know, English, English teacher type. Um, You know, you're, you're, you're basically someone who's just you know, through yourself has learned this language and is now replicating that process for others and trying to help them learn
1: yeah 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 that's what, what happened pretty much i would say because again with the uh the church i grew up in the environment a lot of americans i just practiced them a lot i i only got into grammar when i was pretty good at english i only then got, okay me let, let me see let me dig into some more advanced stuff because i want to sound like a native i want to yeah i want to know all of it give me all of it now yeah but by that time i had already i could already speak at a pretty fluently
0: yeah i mean that's i mean if you look at like throughout history i mean the way people learn languages was basically just immersing themselves in the language and practicing all the time um You know, I mean, today there's obviously people that are experts in languages, you know, linguists that are universities teaching languages. And that's great. But if if someone's not interested in the language and don't have the basic knowledge of it, it's very hard to pick it up in college, um, which Mm -hmm. is why, you know, most students, you know, for example, I went to college in the U.S. Most people were you know, everyone was required to take a language. Almost nobody actually learned much by the time they finished those courses um, Mm -hmm. because they might take it for a couple of years. And then they're like, okay, this is at the point where it's just too hard, too much grammar stuff. You know, we're not speaking much. I can't speak much. There's no point in continuing. And they Mm -hmm. drop it. The only people that would actually learn a language fluently at the university were the people that would literally, that would be their major. That would be their focus of their study was this language. Mm -hmm. Um, So I definitely think that this is something that more people should be engaged with, with, you know, just practicing speaking, um, I know when I was a, a kid, I went to, uh, a summer language camp to study French at this, uh, uh academy, this academy, uh, it was, a, it was like a private school academy, um, uh, in the Eastern coast of the United States in New Hampshire called Kimball union Academy. And they had a program right. with a university called Dartmouth college where it would be like a, a language camp for kids. But it was completely different than my experiences in school, because instead of learning grammar rules, the whole thing was speaking languages and talking Mm. to people. And they had this method that was created by a professor at Dartmouth College they used called the Rossius method, where it was all about just speaking with people and trying to get them to learn the language by just talking to them. That's all you did. You didn't do any writing or Mm. reading. It was just talking, talking, talking. And I learned more there than i did in my years of being in school so in those two weeks
1: that's awesome that's an awesome approach however that works for kids again the the completely no grammar approach works for kids because their their brain they're, they're a little yeah. quicker they, they they learn faster uh their brains are more flexible but for adults you have to throw in a little bit of it goes like this which we basically um you explain them a rule how sentences are formed in English. Okay, this is this goes here. This is here. This is here. All right, go ahead. Now let's and then and then we get to practice. So you have to do some explanation, some amount of yes. explanation. Yeah. And then, yeah. but then still, ninety percent of the process is still practice. Yeah. And, and
0: that was actually the other aspect to it too. I mean, it was basically the way we were speaking is we had some of these confined rules about we were trying to use like different uh, parts of a sentence. And practice speaking with that part of the sentence so we could understand the rule and so they're like, okay you know uh basically there was like a, a teacher in, the, in a circle and the students would surround the teacher and they do this at the university too um at at Dartmouth at least and basically um you know the teacher would say a sentence and you're supposed to like add on to that sentence mm-hmm. um, using the correct you know rules or whatever and they would just randomly pick on people in the circle and like snap at you. And you had to, you know, add on to that sentence and the next person add on to that sentence and just kind of, you know, like you were talking about with adults trying to engage them while having these, these subtle aspects that, so you kind of understand more about what you're doing. You're not just finally talking. Um, Yeah. It it was was fun, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely a, a much more engaging process. And so Mm -hmm. you were, you were staying awake because you didn't want to be, on obviously and look look like an idiot you know <laughs> embarrassed in the circle yeah. um but yeah it was interesting so it's it's cool with that type of approach and what you're doing uh with all those yeah it's follow-ups. an awesome thing. yeah what
1: happened to you the the camp approach is an awesome thing because as long as you understand what's going on and it's fun yeah and it of course revolves around practice yeah that's-
0: yeah definitely i mean that's that's you know the the goal is to make these things not a pain to 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 do you know no one wants mm-hmm. to learn something if they hate it so it's right. you gotta right you gotta make it interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, now, how do you come up with content for TikTok and stuff? Because you're always coming out with these videos, and you know obviously these creative scenes, you know, a lot of them are, are you know pretty funny. You know how do you do this? A lot of them, not all of them. <laughs> depends on the other on one i guess yeah that's right
1: <laughs> yeah but that's true that's true that's to the point that that i brought up um so a lot of it of course is what you already seen You know, in every niche, wherever you go, so you have seen some stuff on the Internet, movies, short movies, cartoons, other creators, fun videos, Mr. Beast, whatever. So all of those things are in your head. And then when you start thinking about, okay, what do I want to show people? What do I want to do? What do I want to create? Somehow those ideas combine and merge and subtract and you come up with something considering considering what your audience would like so you kind of find that where, where those two uh, areas cross the crossover between those two areas and then, okay maybe maybe we can work with this so you're
0: just kind of brainstorming I guess just thinking of ideas that could relate to people that are following your
1: content then uh, yeah yeah I just uh, I follow I watch closely just in general all niches, what people like regardless of uh, again the niche whether languages or just giving out money i'm just trying to pay attention to what people like in general a lot of you know, a lot of engagement likes views comments and use that as source you know as my source for uh my ideas you know yeah know I
0: mean? yeah i mean that's i guess part of the a big big part of the creative process for creating you know social media content and obviously uh you know, the more entertaining you can make things, more engaging it is for people, the more they'll want to follow it. That's that's the kind of the big trigger for people on uh things like TikTok because you get these short second videos, you got to make an impact like immediately with your video and catch attention. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So a lot of it, a lot of it comes down to, again, just choosing, being, att- just paying attention to the platform and choosing what already works, what has worked for others and using that you know for your own content but and part of it as well is experimenting again so just going out there with completely new stuff which uh i did by the way success one of my one of my experiments uh was really good that format popped off it's a, it's a format where uh i've seen this now it's all over uh, TikTok. I'm not saying people have stolen it from me, but what I'm saying, you know, <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: somebody should, somebody should have done it first. And I'm, again, not sure I was the first one, but I saw this concept, again, in a t- completely different niche. There's this guy. Uh, so, so it's a scene, the guy. Um, it's a concept where uh school situation. And this guy sits down, and goes, um, hey, don't chew your gum. He's like the guy who sits next to you, you know, in school. Don't don't chew gum. And then he has your text. You have to respond something. There's the text you have to read. And as if it's a, you know, a life situation, a dialogue. Yeah, Yeah, he's being annoying. Uh, Oh, I'm going to tell the teacher. You know, that kind of stuff. And it plays out the situation uh, with a twist at the end. Okay. So I took that and used for English as, okay, guys, let's practice English. I have an interesting situation. What would you do? What would your dad do? If uh, if he caught you, let's say drinking, but in America, you know, it's this okay. is for Russian people. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. What would your American dad dad do if he caught you drinking in America? Your text is yellow, for example. I I read white, they read yellow, and so yeah, I got lots of million views with this format. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, yeah, it's good when you try something new and it pays off and it works. Oh, best feeling ever. I mean, how many hours would you say you put into content production? Production. Production starts with the idea, right? Yeah. It was oh okay. So one video could take me starting from the idea to the moment I upload it. Anywhere from the fastest would be three days, I'd say. Three days would be the fastest to a week, two.
0: And and how many hours a day would you say you're putting into that one video?
1: That's an interesting question. So there's a term, um, there's a term, um, something like calculated procrastination or healthy procrastination. So uh, according to this theory, when you have an idea, if you let it kind of grow on you, it will, it will be better eventually if you give it. Say three, four days rather than if you uh, went right away for it and shot it immediately. So that considered, you know, maybe I'm thinking about an idea for three, a couple of days. And then, yeah, I shoot it. That takes one day. And then the editing, and we're from one to two two days. So there you you have it about a week. You know, so quite a bit of work there then. Yeah. Yeah. Most of it is idea. idea. Idea is everything. When yeah. it comes to social media, interesting videos, get, getting people's attention, ideas, everything, but then the execution too has to be on point. Now, when you've reached a level
0: of popularity on social media, like TikTok, for example, and you know you're starting to like, you know, basically you're competing against other influencers to a certain extent, as you naturally are, just like a business, you know, competing with another business. You know, how right. much pressure is there? to stay popular. How much pressure is to popular c- compared to well, I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, everything everyone's looking at how many views a video got, for example. How how much pressure is there to continue to, you know, you know, get all those videos that get millions of views or whatever. Um, you know, mm-hmm. is it is it is it mentally pretty draining at times, you know, to keep track of that stuff
1: or Oh, it used to be. I'm going to be honest with you. It, it, yeah, it used to be. Um, I would have a lot of actually uh, depressed periods in my life because oh my, my, videos are not getting views. What's wrong with me? What is it that I'm missing? You know. Uh yeah. but then again, every stage, like the, every period of time, like the, every depression—not depression, not depression uh, just a just an anxiety period. I would say you hit. Uh, you could use it. Well, one of two ways you can either give up or oh, I suck. I'm quitting this. Or you can use that to fuel your motivation. I mean, okay. I'm going to overcome this and I'm going to become better. I'm going to create uh better content now. And the way I've always gone for is a second. I've always used that frustration. I would say as fuel to motivate myself and push harder and try better and think better and come up with better ideas and work, you know, um, so it is hard, but once you learn um to work with it, uh basically you gotta ignore it. That's the way to work with it. Once yeah. you learn to ignore it, uh it's easy. If my my videos even up to this day, let me show you. Um a very rec- recent video of mine got uh 13, 000 views. And I 13 and I could not care less. Uh yeah. you know, that just tells you. Okay, maybe the idea wasn't there. The idea wasn't good. The execution yeah. lacked. So you, you just yeah, you have to look for answers. There's there's reason for everything, and to yeah. everything. So if you have thirteen thousand thousand views on your video, then there's a reason. So you got to find it, and a cor- you know, correct, fix it. Sure.
0: Well, I mean, it's it's funny because like I think a lot of people listening to this when they hear thirteen thousand views is like, holy crap! I've never gotten that many views. You know. <laughs> No, so it's, it's funny because, uh, you know, it's just, it's all about perspective. It's all about like, you know, what, you know, what you're currently doing. And I mean, I feel like in many ways, because, you know, if you're a social media influencer, you know, that's your job. Um, you know, if you got a million followers, it's obviously it's your job. And in many ways, it's kind of like being a salesman, right? Because you need those views, uh, you know, to be successful, and so you're constantly creating content, hoping you're selling people on the idea that this video is worth watching. Um, mm-hmm. And so it, it can, I can see how it can be pretty tough sometimes for people, especially if they're getting like, you know, lower views than they would like uh, on a video. But
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But again, you just got to always be looking for, for the answers. Sure. Always. There's always an improving process. You can't, you can never, it can never be enough learning. There's a, you know, uh, storytelling hooks, you know, hook is a is a phrase you say at the beginning of the video to make your viewer not just interesting, you, but uh, but but watch it till the end. That's kind right. of hook um, cor- come kind of come coming up with correct hooks, uh you know, camera positioning, uh, editing, montages, zooms out, sound effects, music, creating emotion. Getting people hooked with your content in general, not just the, the 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 one video. So there there's always room for improvement when it comes yeah. to, and that's interesting and interesting.
0: A lot of factors at play. So yeah, yeah. Um, Fun. So from all your experiences, then being on social media, you know, what would you say are the good and bad of social media?
1: Uh, the good, the worst uh, for me, I would say sometimes um, you start scrolling TikTok. It's so. It's so captivating before, you know, you've spent an hour just scrolling. Okay. Oh, cool. Whoa, what am I doing? And then you go back to your to do list and it's later. Oh, I got time now, <laughs> you know, tomorrow I got to be more attentive. So that's I would say uh, I'd say, yeah, it's just you, you get hooked. You start, you start, you start watching a video or two, and the next thing you know, you know, you've been scrolling for an hour or two.
0: It's addictive.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta be very careful with that. Uh, as far as good, bro, I got a million. What do you talking? A I mean, And for, everyone. yeah, for everyone. I mean, it's 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 gotten a lot easier to. Get some kind of success in life, I think, uh, for a lot of people. If you have, uh, you know, your views, you want to share, you want, you have, uh, you know, some opinions, you want to show people, and um, you have something to say, you have something to tell. uh, Social media is great for that. Yeah. 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 Phone and an internet and creativity. Sure.
0: Yeah, I think guys... One of the amazing things because like you know it used to be you would have to you know scratch your way up a sort of a hierarchy to be able to have a public voice on something um, mm-hmm. or do something you know or, or like start a business or something like that. but you know now that you can you could do something just from your home and upload it on the internet and boom, people are seeing it um, you know that's that's pretty amazing and and definitely opens the gates for a lot of people to do stuff they may
1: never have been able to do otherwise. Right. Right. Yeah, you're your own boss. Um I was I have this student, she she does voice acting. And um she shared a story when she went to, um, uh she was and uh, she participated in an audition, I don't know how to say it correctly. Yeah, audition. audition. Yeah, yeah. She auditioned. She auditioned for uh you know, a role and uh the judges didn't like her. Two of them, there's three of them. Two two of them didn't like her and one did. And then she she didn't get the job. And at that time, I thought to myself, I hate everything that has to do with a small with a small group of people deciding whether you're worth it or not, whether you'll, you know, yeah. move forward further. And yeah, for with social media, uh, your judge is the audience, and the audience is just regular people like you, and there's millions of them. And uh, as soon as you can come up with stuff that they can relate to as soon as you can um evoke their their emotions their feelings with your content with your thoughts uh you're good to go yeah yeah i think that's
0: that's that's absolutely right because i mean how many of us have gone to the movies and like have seen a film that was considered a brilliant film by other filmmakers but then people watch it themselves like this film sucks you know (laughs) like i don't like this at all um but you know, the popular films among the general public are usually films that are not the ones winning awards. Um, mm-hmm. So it is interesting to see that sort of dynamic at play and how you know things can be very subjective, especially when you're when you have a our particular niche audience uh, of like judges, for example, compared to yeah. an everyday person. So yeah,
1: yeah, they're, they're, they their taste might be different. They, they may not be in the right mood. They might just not like you for who you are. And I've faced that a lot growing oh, yeah. up. Yeah, just personally can't stand stuff like that. So I'm happy yeah. to, to do the job that I'm doing sure, for, for sure. a larger audience, just for people, for regular people.
0: Yeah. So when it comes to like the relationships between influencers and their followers, you know, How genuine are those relationships, would you say, on average? And like, I mean, how genuine should they even be? Because I guess there's always a concern of people, you know, getting a little too obsessed with a a social media star or influencer where it's like they kind of, you know, uh, develop what they call like a parasocial relationship where you think you know someone, but you don't really know them, (laughs) but you kind of act like it and you become a little obsessed about this person you know what what would you say the dynamics like then uh for stuff like that
1: um from a follower uh point of view because i myself follow a lot of some people and creators yeah that's a thing that happens you just have to control you have to be aware that that's a thing because um i've met some people that i followed and but by that time i had already followed them for for a while and when you meet them you act like friends, you know. Oh, hey, hey, how's it going? You want to be friends because you know you've been you've been watching them for a long time. You know them, or at least yeah. you think you know them. But they're like, oh, hey, hi, uh, okay, photo, all right. <laughs> yeah. So you gotta, you gotta, you know, be aware of that. And be careful not to uh, be too attached to a person that you actually don't know. Uh, in terms of um, from a creator's uh, point of view, well. When I when I started TikTok, I used to I love people. This I love people. Um, the the whole point of me making this content, my part of my big part of my motivation is people. I want to make them happy. I want to make them smile or laugh with my content. And uh, when I when I first started TikTok, I used to reply to every single comment. <laughs>
0: Wow! That's dedicated <laughs> every single
1: that. yeah, and people would notice that. And go, oh my God, you are the only creator to respond to all the comments they have under their videos. But then, of course, as I grew, yeah. you know, I, there's there's no time for that. But I still, you know, I'm 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 trying to be as close as warm as warm with my audience as possible. Yeah. I'll, I'll crack some jokes in the comments from time to time um I'll respond to their comments in in fun ways in a way that a friend would you know not from sure. oh I'm I'm up I'm up here you guys are down here you That's know right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, be, yeah, yeah. That's right yeah
0: yeah
1: <laughs> yeah yeah I, I don't have that I don't like that Yeah, yeah I'm trying, just trying to be as a casual um, Yeah
0: yeah it's good to have that balance I mean Yeah, I mean, from both a follower and a uh, sort of influencer perspective, because as a follower, obviously you want you don't want to live vicariously through a person, you want to live your own life, but hopefully this person has something that can inspire you to, you know, be better in your own life. Um, Mm -hmm. And obviously then from the influencer perspective, you know, you want to be, you know, treat these people that are supporting your work, you know, nicely and, you know, interact with them kindly. At the same time you also don't want to take advantage of them, you know. I think one of the issues with, in the US that we sometimes find with celebrities is them trying to sell products to people all the time that they themselves don't even use. Um yeah, yeah. but you know, they anything to make a quick buck, you know. So it's like, "Oh, hey guys, buy this thing because I'll make money if you do." <laughs> you
1: know. Right, right. Yeah, I've never done those either. Yeah. I'm very careful with uh promoting stuff. And it, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll... You know what? I'll actually people are so defensive about these things that I'll I'll do a video about the biggest sharma in Georgia. Actually, the latest video I did. The the the, the biggest sharma. Do you know Shawarma or Shawarma? I don't know what's uh, it's like a burrito, burrito, basically. Yes. Yeah, 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 Biggest yeah, yeah. burrito in Georgia. Uh and I'll i of course go to a burrito place, right? To get one it's not promoted. I have not even, I, I didn't show their logo, the name. I have not mentioned it. N- nothing. I, I just bought uh, the burrito. I sat yeah. down and ate it. I tried to eat. I failed the, the challenge, but it was too yeah. big. And, and people in the, some people in the comments go, Oh, okay. Nice promotion. Oh, well promoted. Awesome. How much did they pay you? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know, so that's interesting. A
1: burrito. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that sometimes is, you don't even promote anything, but people just assume you, you are. Be, yeah. Yeah, you must yeah. be. Yeah. They get,
0: they become skeptical pretty fast because so many people do, I guess, do that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. um yeah. yeah, it is interesting. But I mean, and that's, I guess, one aspect of, of social media that you, especially, and other people with lots of followers, you know, kind of have to develop thick skin for is like criticism that is bound to come with the more people following your page. Cause, you know, the only way, I mean, and this is the thing, even if you have no followers, even if you're not on social media, like there's gonna be people that will criticize you um, mm-hmm. because unless you do nothing with your life, there is always gonna be someone that has an opinion about something you do. <laughs> so
1: yeah. um, that's just yeah. part of the course. Yeah, Criticism but, is good. This is an awesome thing when, when you use it correctly. Yeah. Yeah. I actually yeah. love criticism. I actually love criticism. Fun story. Okay, when I was a kid, And again, the reason I discovered this uh, method of not learning, not studying a language, but enjoying it and becoming fluent through practice is because I always like to challenge things that are thought to be the right way in society. Uh, I've always been that way. And I I hated the school way of doing things. I hated when teachers would make me do stuff, make me study something I didn't like, didn't enjoy necessarily necessarily. So I had this uh, rebellious kind of spirit in me, if you will. So when people criticize me, I kind of like. Sometimes I kind of like to piss people off. Okay. <laughs> piss people <laughs> off, but not any people. People who uh, people who don't like to think. think people who uh, uh, don't like to use their brain necessarily. Who just blightlessly go with the flow. Okay. And, and do whatever society tells them to. I kind of like going against that. And when people like that get triggered, I know I'm doing the right thing. That's, that's what I mean. Okay, yeah. <laughs> don't get this, don't yeah. get this in you know, a weird way. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand what you're saying.
0: I mean, because uh, to a certain extent, when you know you're doing something, especially if you, you know, if it's a unique way of doing something, there's gonna be people that are used to a different way that don't like that you're doing it that way. Um, right. and, and so that's bound to get criticism as a result. Um, yeah, I think that's a an overarching issue though with just the education system in many countries though, right? Because you know so much of education and teaching is very theoretical. You know, there's all these, all these theories about how people learn or should learn or whatever. Um, yeah. uh, but you know, theories aren't exactly the best judge of what's actually good or not for how to educate people. And so much it's, so much of it's just about getting people engaged and interested, which a lot of these theories do not do. I mean. Look how many people go through school hating everything and not learning much. And it's because just the way it's structured is just uh, you know incredibly yeah. boring in many ways. And you know, yeah. how many people are learning stuff in schools that they might memorize for a test and then forget
1: it immediately the rest of their lives, you know. Um, but actually, how many things that's, are actually one of the, that's actually one of the examples I bring up whenever talking right. about you know my method and how the school way is not not the way. Oh, exactly. Uh, yeah. but, you know, they, they don't teach you things
0: that, you know, you might actually need later in life, like, you know, financial literacy, you know, uh, you know things, things that you're going to have to learn. Uh, but unfortunately, many are learning kind of on their own because they don't teach it in school. So, yeah, there's yeah. definitely a lot of flaws there. And it's it's good that, uh, you know, you kind of try to promote that idea of like, hey, let's think about things a little bit differently because, it should be fun to learn things, not a hassle and not torture. So.
1: No, thank you. Thank you. Yeah.
0: So um, with that, then I'm curious, you know, what tips do you have for people that are interested in growing a social media page? Um, And it could be in any topic, but uh, what would you say are like the, the, the sort of the, the main principles they need to follow if they want to be as success as successful as possible?
1: Um. You're making content not for yourself, but for people. Figure out what they like, what they like, um, um, what people hate as well about you know their lives, about themselves maybe even, and uh, use those things in, in your content. Um, just find where the find where the demand is. Well, find where the demand is and give that to people because a lot of people start out oh, okay i want to talk i want to be an influencer who talks about this but do people actually need it is somebody going to watch it is somebody look it up on you know youtube or google for example right um, yeah the, the topic has we what, what, you, what you're doing what you're putting out there has to be relevant people have to have need for that yeah so yeah. but then well, yeah, and, and and then months, years of practice, improvement in every single aspect. You know, again, storytelling, uh, uh, just approach, ideas, editing, text, light, camera positions, all kinds of stuff, all kinds of stuff.
0: Yeah. So kind of the know your audience side of things as well as just basic production. Uh, You know, don't put out content that is, you know, people can't even tolerate it because the quality is so bad, for example.
1: Uh Right.
0: Yeah. yeah, Yeah. Makes sense. Um, So what are your future goals then? Obviously you
1: got a million followers. What's next? 2 million or what? I'm going to be, I'm going to be the biggest, I'm going to be, I'm going to, here's my goal. My goal is I want to make the funnest, the most interesting videos in the languages niche among all language guys, polyglots, whatever. I want to make the best videos in that niche. I want to take over that niche with my ideas and with the quality. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Now I'm curious then, because, you know, right now, obviously you're teaching English to Russian speakers. Have you ever thought about teaching a different language to English speakers?
1: i have okay I have, but i have to i have to achieve some goals first i've you know i have a, sure. like a set of goals i have to achieve some goals first 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 things first you know so i have some goals that needs to be done achieved first and then from there i can think about you know, broadening what i yeah. do
0: yeah cool well, Tigran, thanks for coming on and uh, sharing your experiences and uh, definitely a cool and interesting story about what you do. So, thank you. Thank you for having me. Very, very good questions, interesting, thought provoking questions.